Grund nummer 39, 50% priskutt på bleier med A. Hos Rema 1000 satser vi alt på å gi deg Norges råeste bleikutt. 50% priskutt på alle bleistørrelser og typer. Alt fra Pampers og Libro til Level. Max fem pakker med priskutt per handletur. Bare husk å aktivere kuttet i e-appen. Rema 1000, alltid lave priser. Hello and welcome to a new podcast episode, episode 2 of this new season. We are in Lisbon right now and um, we just had the second call of our course. Oh my gosh, I think it's my favorite thing in the whole world to do right now. I feel so lucky and it's net talking by the way. Hi Suzanne, how are you? Hi people, friends, listeners. I'm really good. It was super super fun to have the call, to have the course. If you don't know about it, we just launched a course called Radical Courage the Course where we talk about daring to dream, limiting beliefs, how to overcome them, how to learn to create and dare to come out of our shells, self-care, self-love and aligned action and courage, of course. Yeah, wow. And... um... Yeah, I feel like we have we have to talk a bit about it because that's like what we're working on mostly at the moment. Yeah. But just having like so many people um really show up and commit mm. and want to do things is so inspiring that I get so inspired back. Yeah. And every day I'm taking like new steps, new actions, feeling better, taking better care of myself. And that's the thing. It's like sharing something you love. You will always get so much back. Yeah. And I feel like that's just something we need to hear more often because we're here to share. We're here to be vulnerable, to open up, to have a good life. Mm. To feel joy, to feel pleasure, to have fun. Yes. And from the title of this podcast episode, you probably already understood that we're going to talk about pleasure in a different kind of pleasure. (laughs) We're going to talk about sex and sexuality and all the things I learned this summer. And it's actually really, really about self-empowerment. And gosh, I haven't really realized how much stigma and taboo has been around these topics, but also like how much I've embodied them. Yeah. And how I feel like my body, yes, it consists from the head to the waist. Yeah. (laughs) And then you forget that little part in the middle and then we have legs. (laughs) It's so weird. It's so weird. And the wild and wonderful and amazing thing to realize is that our sexuality our femininity and masculinity and our wombs and our penises and all these things, yonis. All these things. There's not that many things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's our creative capacity. It's the biggest creation of it all. And we all came to this earth through a womb and through someone's vagina. Maybe not all of us. Some had a C-section, but you know, we were all created through sex. Yeah, and it's, it's the energy of life. And we all have that energy in us all the time. And that is how powerful we are. Yeah. And like when we can start to tap into that energy, like our manifestation game is it's on. 
And it's as they say, you know, the womb is this dark place, which is the beginning of everything. It's where things are created. And sometimes we're scared of the dark. We're scared when times get really silent. Maybe we're scared at night when the sun goes down. It's the same feeling. It's the same space as the womb. And that can be a little comforting to think of it like that. Mm. But uh, yeah, to take it back a notch, um, like this is a topic that we haven't talked about at all, I feel like, in our podcasts. But this summer, just really, I don't know why it came in. I feel like it was because uh, for both of us, we were not really like in our bodies fully. Mm. And so, especially not in the feminine. No. And uh, that's why we both got recommended this woman called Sofia Sundari. Yes. And you took one type of course, I took another. Yeah. And it's been life-changing. It has. We've seen so many shifts. And I think for me, the biggest, biggest thing about the topic we're going to talk about today is that for, I don't know, how long have I had my period? Since I was 15, 14? Yeah. Until two months ago... I've spent two weeks out of every month, like in some sort of discomfort, mm. either like period pain and then premenstrual period pain and then after period pain, postmenstrual <laughs> pain. <laughs> and the last, and um, for many years, it's been so painful that, um, you know, I've been just lying on the floor, couldn't do anything in such cramps. And I had more hormonal imbalance and my skin broke out and so many, like, such a hard time being in my body. Yeah. And I feel like it was just a miracle that after I started tapping into the work that we're going to talk about today, I've had two of the best months of my life in my body. Mm. <laughs> I got my period, zero pain. And I just got this, it was weird. I just, the day before I was like, bing, I feel like I'm getting my period. And then I got it a few hours later. <laughs> no cramps, no nothing. And I've actually learned now that the two first days of your period, you're supposed to be so still. Do not work out. Do not try to minimize the energies. Um... We're going to get back to that. Yeah, we will get back to it. But it's just, for me, it's been like, I have never seen such a quick uh, reply from my body on doing something that's so right. It's, it's and um, that's why I want to share it, even though it's still it's like talking about sex. It feels very out of Radical Broccoli's world. But now I understood that it's actually so empowering, so important and right on top. Yes, because we are also all about wellness, about feeling good, about taking choices for yourself, taking back the power. And this is exactly that. Mm. And to put it into a little bit of perspective here is why this type of work comes up for a lot of women these days. It's because how I see it, we have lived in a male-dominated society for so long, not just us, but our mothers, our grandmothers. Generations before us have learned to function as women in a male-dominated world, which means that we have also changed our behavior 
and how we function to fit into that type of way of living. And men are not cyclical like us. Men have a 24-hour rhythm. They are very stable. (laughs) I mean, of course, they have hormonal changes as well, but we are so different. Us women, we live on a cycle. We have a different experience hormonally every single day of our cycle. And when we learn to flow in harmony with each phase of the cycle, we can change our lives. And this work has been shamed. It's been tabooed ever since the beginning of time because men saw the power some women had because us women, we have such an incredible intuition. They burned witches. (laughs) Basically, powerful women were told that they were witches, that they were doing some kind of magic tricks and they were burned on the fire. And some of us, we can still feel that pain and we carry it generations after, which is so crazy. And I can feel that shame for being too much of a woman. Oh my God, for being like hysterical or hormonal. That is shame that we have to learn to work through in 2021 and beyond. And I think if I am to be like a little oracle now, this work is one of the most important things that women can do today to make a change in the world. And not only for yourself, but for the society. Mm. Yeah, true equality, honestly. Mm. Not equality in the way of men and women are the same, but equality in a balance in the masculine and feminine energy in the world. You're just going to save the world, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> My only. <laughs> okay. So where do we even begin? Where do we begin? I feel like a good beginning is knowing and learning that Inside of every human being, we have both feminine and masculine energy. Yes. And because of what you just said, that we've been living in a very male-dominated society, like schools, um, most workplaces, our schedules, uh, the way the whole society is basically built is built up is based on how a man works. Yeah. Because if it was based on how a woman works, it would be, <laughs> we wouldn't work when we had our period, for example. No. And uh, In ancient times, women who had their periods were seen as oracles. They were seen as highly, highly, highly intuitive. And they took time for themselves. And they gathered with other women who were on the same cycle because they were synchronized. And they came back to the village after their periods with this wisdom of the direction, the village, like what was important to know what was going to happen. Mm. And we told our dad this. Yeah. And he was so blown away. He was like, you have to have, tell everybody this. (laughs) People need to know. (laughs) So, yeah. And, um... I let's I'm going to talk for myself. So yes. for me I have not known that and I've of course tried to push my body and I haven't really like felt in contact with my body in that sense. 
for a lot of years, it was all about what it can do for me, how it wasn't performing, how it wasn't good enough. And I never asked my body what I could do for my body and how I can make my body trust me. Mm. And that's been like a really important lesson the last years where uh, I started to take care of myself and love myself and want the best for myself because I know that's when I give back to the world. And of course, like I want to have a freaking amazing life. And, um, but still like there was so much shame left and I couldn't really understand why I had so much period cramps and why like things felt so stiff and hard still. And, um, then I started to learn about this feminine and masculine energy that we all have and how I had been living for so many years, very much in the masculine and masculine energy is very like on the, basically like on go, yes. power through, get it done, focused, action oriented, goals, structured, um, yeah. And push, pushing yourself. Yeah. Reaching out and getting things done. Yeah. Very masculine. When feminine energy is very like soft, it's wild, it has no structure, it can go anywhere. It's like... Flows. Flowy, creative, intuitive, sensual. Um, Pleasure is like number one for a female energy. Yeah. And let's say I've been living maybe 2080, yeah. if even. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we get these imbalances. And what I think is so interesting, and I think this will interest you as well, is that when we live in our masculine, we will attract a feminine man. <laughs> and by that, I mean like there's absolutely nothing wrong with men being in their feminine, but you do want a man in their masculine if not, you're kind of ending up being their mother in a way. Like or their dad. Or their dad, <laughs> you know? And so <laughs> this is the thing that's like, I was brought up to be a strong, independent woman. And I still am. But now I understand that my power is not in being a masculine woman. No. <laughs> my power is in being a feminine woman but also have that masculine side, like I always have myself. Mm. And so that's when you become whole. And when you sort of attract from that place of wholeness where you have the feminine, you have the masculine, it's no boundaries or limits to your, you because you already feel like you can hold yourself, the wild side and the soft side and the crying side. And... Um, that's basically what I've been diving so deep into this summer. And I find it so interesting. And I've been doing a lot of like thinking about my past relationships. Where was I? How, like, how was the dynamics there? Mm. Um, but I actually don't think it has been like that. I, I must have been pretty soft because I feel like a lot of my exes have been kind of masculine but still I can see how much I haven't allowed uh, for example someone to buy the tickets for me or to show like I've had this very sort of feministic approaches to things that come from the best place 
like from really being wanting to be independent woman mm. but still it's not like I didn't allow anyone to help me mm. you didn't allow receiving yeah and that you know that's what we want to be we want to be able to receive and so I had to throw out so many of my old concepts and relearn so much and yeah <laughs> It's very interesting because it's so clear. We can look at our relationships, past ones or current ones, and see which energy we're in. We can also look at our periods. We can also look at what we're manifesting in our lives to see which energy we are in the most, just like the examples you shared. So we can't really hide from this. No. <laughs> and also for myself, it's been quite similar. I couldn't understand why my periods had to be so painful and so irregular and I just wanted some relief and I wanted to be more connected to myself and I <laughs> the first time I heard of feminine and masculine energy we've written this in our book radical courage I was super judgmental I was like oh all those girly stuff dresses and pearls and makeup and I don't like any of that I'm like boss girl I'm cool girl and my resistance was so strong towards connecting to the female energy feminine energy sorry but then I got into this work I took a course called activated woman which I am still doing After watching Sofia Sundari's masterclass online, we watched that masterclass together and then we took two different courses. Yeah. But she is absolutely magnetic, which is what a woman becomes when she is in her full feminine power with a masculine presence also inside. The masculine being the frame holding everything together and the feminine being what flows within. So I was so drawn into it. I bought her book. I bought the equipment that I needed, which was a yoni egg, which is like a little crystal egg that you're going to do exercises with. Because what I've also learned is that our vaginas or our yonis, as, as it's called within this work, is our holy temple. It's a place where, which is supposed to be guarded and only let in what is respectful and what is wanted wish I knew that earlier <laughs> I wish I knew and to only let it in at the time when the yoni is actually open and available for business <laughs> which is not how we're brought up at all we're brought up to be like get it done and especially the first time we have sex it's not considered like this at all which maybe it can be for you if you haven't had it yet And where was my thought? <laughs> the activated woman course. Yes. So what Sophia has taught me is that many of our yonis are actually asleep. They're in a coma after having been disrespected and treated poorly for so many years. And most of all been hidden away because we don't... Um, for example, walk around, like we always hide, hide it away. Yeah. And we don't connect to it. We don't feel anything there. Maybe some do, but most don't. 
So working with these different tools is kind of a way to get it to be awake again. And some of us can have lots of pains. We can have different pains in different areas. And especially if you had like traumatic, traumatic um, events. Yeah. If you've been misused, if you have a lot of like emotional uh, wounds. Yeah. Emotions can be stuck and past experiences. And there is so much like, as we know, trauma can sit in our muscles and there's no difference in the Oni. Mm. So I've also experienced pain there and have had to like learn to work that out, like with different kind of ways and techniques that she is teaching. It's been breathing exercises, massages, getting to know our breasts and even like doing breast massages, which is amazing because it also prevents cysts and lumps and gets like the blood circulating. She even says that if you want, you can get firmer breasts or bigger breasts. And to feeling that pleasure that we can give to ourselves, it's super, super magical. Mm. And it feels empowering. Yeah. Like we can give that to ourselves. We don't need anyone else, but everyone else, we can choose to have them if we want. And it's a bonus. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's it. No, <laughs> So part of it has been letting go of the past, letting go of people who have entered the holy temple. Let's say it like that. Exercises have been writing a list of people, burning it, saying goodbye. Forgiving. Forgiving. Another very important aspect has been releasing emotions. So we've done exercises to release stuck anger stuck fear and stuck grief yeah that's called emotional purification and that was the course that I was taking um, and it was really really cool because you kind of set aside a certain amount of time to be in one emotion for example anger and after you've done that and you've been angry and you've let it all out and you screamed, you, you feel so relieved afterwards. Mm. And then what happens, and you do the same with grief, and then you do the same with uh, fear. And um, what I notice now is that I'm so not afraid of my emotions anymore. Because I know that they're, like now I know, know that they're passing through. Mm. So sometimes I can wake up and I can feel like, some sadness in my chest and I'm like what is this and before I would be so bummed out if I woke up in this state because I felt like oh now my whole day is ruined yeah or oh now something heavy is coming and I can't I have no idea how to deal with it it makes me so scared yeah but now it's almost like I know that it's passing it's an emotion passing and I can actually go into it and feel really sad yeah. And set aside some time to to just do that. And then it sort of whoosh, lifts. And that has also made me feel very, very empowered and very like in touch with my emotions. And also I've seen such a difference in me, like in my skin, in my body. It's almost like I've let go of so much emotional baggage. And protection. Yeah. So I think it's just, it's really amazing. And we can all do this. It, basically, it's about um, 
that's also something that we are sharing in the course, but letting go of your emotions, basically setting aside time to feel it and release, for example, anger, scream in a pillow. Yeah. It's so healthy instead of avoiding it or taking it out on like the next person. Yeah, because you really inspired me when you learned those exercises. So I was like, okay, I don't know if I have any anger in here, but let's try and see. So I was like boxing at my bed, screaming into a pillow. And there was so much in there. Yeah. And I feel she also says that um, for a lot of women, like the problem isn't that you don't have anger, but you're like been told that you're a good girl. So you don't get angry. That's me. <laughs> That's such bullshit. So I thought I wasn't ever angry. <laughs> but the thing is that I've only been suppressing it all the time. Yeah. And that's when you get period cramps. Yeah. It's all of this is so connected. Yeah, it really, really is. It's truly magical. And um, yeah, that's why I really wanted to share it. So if you feel inspired one day, like put on a timer for 15 minutes and just really put on a sad song and sit in your sadness and sort of like move your body, maybe dance. And then when the time is off, like really like feel like it's letting go. And do it again if you, if there's more sadness. Do it again and again and again. And in the end, you'll feel like how fast it's going to move. Yeah. And for us females, getting more into the feminine energy is also about movement. Because the feminine energy is never still. So, for example, a seated meditation with a focus is actually a masculine energy. Mm. But putting on a song and letting your body tell you which parts to move and how is very feminine. Mm. So it can be really And even making practice. sounds. And yeah. I found that was like one of the most weird things for me. She was like, how does, how like make a sound of how you feel right now? And I have never felt so awkward being like, mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> making sounds when you dance. I don't know. But that's, that's what I mean. We have so much shame and taboo, even like for making sounds. Yeah. Which when is that's so natural. Is, yeah, it's like the body's most natural thing. And that can make us, if we are not allowed to express ourselves, that can make us be blocked in the throat area. For example, having a very hoarse voice, like well, a very low voice, a very. Um, like you've had for a long time. Yeah, I've had it for a long time. But now I don't feel like it's a problem. That yeah, that's anymore. true. I didn't even notice. But now you don't. we don't have to turn up the mic so much for you. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I feel still a little bit of that. I Now I'm um, consciously turning up okay. the volume of my voice. Yeah. But it's because of that. It's because mm. I haven't been expressing. That's interesting. And another thing I remember now that I really learned was that our wombs are directly connected with our hearts, which is why it's so powerful in creation in our lives because our desires and our dreams really are connected with our heart and the womb is the place of creation. Mm. So I want to share a really, really great exercise that will help you sort of get a brand new start with your yoni. <laughs> and it's something called a yoni steam which is really ancient yogic uh, practice. And I, I I looked up on YouTube and there's so many, <laughs> like you can find tutorials on how to do it. But yeah. basically it's uh, you, you find uh, or buy many different herbs, 
like lavender, um, lemon balm, hibiscus, all of these herbs can be used and then you boil them. And then you take a big pot and then you, when it's still like warm, uh, you place it on the bathroom floor and you take a towel around you and then you sort of squat over it <laughs> or so that you basically steam your yoni. But don't make it too hot. <laughs> yeah, but don't sit down on it. Don't burn yourself. <laughs> and I remember when um, Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop, I think, was one of the first people I heard talking about this when she got so much um, <laughs> like bullshit in the media for saying that you have to steam your yeah. your vagina. And, and that you can put eggs up in there. Yeah, like I think eggs. she got sued even. But it's actually like really ancient practices. Um, and that yoni steam, oh my gosh, it was so nice. Mm. And I really felt a big difference the day after. It's almost like something released. And I, find, and I funnily enough, received a message on Instagram of someone asking us if we can t- uh, take in these yoni pearls in our shop. <laughs> and she said... That um, her, and I don't remember it, if it was her mother. her mother or a friend, but they had been doing these yoni steams because they had been on um, antibacterial, what's it called? Antibiotics. And uh, her mother had had this mystery illness, but after this practice, like it started to go away. Wow. <laughs> I also felt a big shift when I steamed. It's said to be a cleansing way because... As we know, nature and herbs are super powerful. We can drink them in our tea and we can apparently now also <laughs> steam our yonis with them. And they have, as essential oils also do, they have medical or kind of like, they have an effect. And um, so intuitively try to choose which herbs you want to use. Like I really went into the health store and I just like picked whatever I felt drawn to. Yeah. Yeah, they have different effects, the different ones. And Sofia Sundari recommends to do it once a month. And also having our period is another way of cleansing. Mm. And she also talked about something else that's very important that I'm very passionate about. And I feel like it's important for us to mention here. And that is contraception. And the devastating effects that actually it can have for our bodies to go on the pill. We've both been on the pill. We stopped many years ago, luckily. But Uh, spent many years, like, trying to get back into balance. Yeah. And the pill can be really detrimental to our our health and our hormones and put us totally out of whack and out of contact with what's naturally going on and masquerade a lot of different things. And it actually doesn't create even a a connection to a future partner. It shifts our hormones so much that if we have one partner and then we go off the pill, we might not be as attracted to that partner anymore (laughs) because of our instincts and our smell and our everything changes. When we go on the pill. So she's like, like me, a proponent of using only natural things in the body, also when it comes to sex and contraception, preferably like 
um, condoms or getting to know your cycle so much that you always know when you are fertile and not. Mm. And you can use that as a guiding point. And taking your temperature. Yeah. And then looking at your vaginal discharge. Meaning? Meaning what comes out of your yoni. <laughs> yeah, because it changes with every phase. Like when we have our ovulation, it's super, super sticky and thick. So that's when we're fertile because that's when the sperm can like stick and stay in the vagina for, I think it can hang around for three days alive. Yeah. And imagine if we learned this in school. Yeah. Like, isn't it weird that we have a whole body part that's so important and we grew up knowing nothing about it? Yeah. Isn't that like absurd? Yeah. I think it is. We learned a little bit. In I feel like we learned what we were not supposed to do. And like shame, hide it away. Yeah. Don't. Well, the teacher was super embarrassed in the yeah. corner. Like, watch this video, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just so much exploration. And it's such an important part of our lives. Yeah. And I know for me, even sex has been like exciting. But also sometimes something I've been like uh, dreading a bit. Yeah. Because... For one, it's really like you have to say like saying what you want. Mm. Sometimes that can be so hard, especially if you don't know each other that well yet. Or if you don't know what you like in your own body because yeah. you've never explored it. So that's a place where you can grow so much confidence and also respect and self-respect. Um, so self-exploring is really, really, really key. And it comes natural to us from we're kids. We start like exploring our bodies. And then some of us, especially little boys, are told like, don't touch your penis all the time. <laughs> when it's really, really good to do it. It's like how I get to learn how our bodies work. Mm. So this whole taboo in society is, it's falling down. Yeah, because it's breaking. this is one of the biggest keys for especially us women and men listening like, to uh, really be in our bodies and for amazing health. I mean, learning how to flow with our bodies, to have sex in ways that benefit us can give us so much energy and life force. Mm. And just a side note, just getting started here, no expert, but just the result, like feeling how I feel now with my period, that is just, that's why I just, we can't keep this a secret when no. we know this now. No, we can't. <laughs> and I want so many more to feel really, really good in their bodies. Mm. Because uh, it's debilitating. Is that what it's called? I don't know. It's holding back a lot of women from doing what they love. Yeah. And I can speak for myself, like some months, half the month has been me feeling pain in my belly. Mm. Or a little bit crampy or a little bit cranky. And it doesn't have to be that way. Mm. We can feel really good. Yeah. But what about this whole concept? Like, as we talked about in the beginning about feminine and masculine men. Because she talks a lot about how she always uh, wants her partner to pay. Even though she makes more money than him and they have... Uh, the same economy yeah <laughs> she wants him to pay at the restaurant even though she can pay it afterwards yeah yeah I do understand that 
And these are so new concepts for me. And she even said that when they're traveling, he buys the tickets and he finds the way to the gate. She does not tell him what to do, even though she would know the fastest, smoothest way, (laughs) as women always do. And these are such new things for me. And I even noticed um, this summer we had been surfing and I was carrying... uh, I don't know why I was carrying two boards, but I was. And then someone asked like, oh, should I take one? I was like, no. Mm. But then I thought, oh my gosh, this is where I'm in my masculine. So I was like, yes, yes, I want to receive help. Mm. And being aware, much more aware, it's been so much fun. And it's so nice to actually receive help. And actually it does not make me less of a woman. It makes me more of a woman. And it puts you into the receiving mode, not only of help, but of experiences, of money, of new men, of dates, of friends, mm. of everything we want to experience. Because us women are meant to be more in that type of mode. Yeah. And of course, when we have a business, like we we still do a lot. We still want to have that structure. We want to, we, we don't want to just float all day. No. But now it's more like, okay, let's create a frame and then float in there. Yeah, exactly um, as it would be if you were a single woman parent. Of course, you will have to be in the masculine. You will have to do all the stuff, drive around, plan and pack and make food. Or any parent. Yeah. And then the structure needs to be there. And then again, the feminine can be within that structure. Mm. And uh, This is like a lifelong lesson, I believe. And yeah. something that we just have tipped our toe into. Yeah. Um, Which is why we're probably going a little bit all over the place in this podcast. (laughs) But it's just super, super exciting. Yeah. And now I know much more what kind of a man I want. (laughs) Yeah. And that's exciting too. Very, very exciting. So, yeah, that's just what we wanted to share today. Um, (laughs) Easy. (laughs) Easy, slow. For some, we've like bombarded your head with new... (laughs) new things and also I feel like this we forgot to mention but we I mean talk about the feminine and the masculine like sometimes we behave like a little boy or a little girl yes immature feminine and masculine yeah and um, that's also really important like the immature masculine side of us that's the one who wants to compete compare show off show off um And who gets really bothered if someone else is better than them. Yeah. And then the immature woman or the immature feminine is the one who wants to be special. Like, see me, give me a special offer. I'm special. And creates lots of drama. Like, "Ah, he's not there. (laughs) Very dramatic. Um, We all have... I don't believe anyone who has not seen these sides in themselves. (laughs) But the um, the more mature masculine is, of course, like, what, how can I say? Stable? Yeah. Safe. Present. Present. Holds space and listens. Mm-hmm. And, and doesn't need to show off by things or by, exp- like, external, like, being flashy. Yeah. And then the mature woman, I will say, is wildly intuitive and magnetic and not afraid of like saying what she needs or what she, mm. her feelings are. Yeah. But not 
like not in a like you need to give this to me but more like not creating a drama around it yeah but just being very clear very clear very empowered and uh, very much about pleasure yeah and very flowy and yeah just so like the cycle mm. but as i said like we've just started exploring i think this is such an interesting topic and uh, we will share more as we grow more into it yeah and we'll share lots of cool links below to different courses and podcasts and masterclasses if you want to get into this it's a whole world Mm. okay well until next time and uh, pretty soon we're having our first very cool guest so excited for that he is fantastic and has the best energy ever so Stay tuned for that episode. And I would love to have a guest on this topic. Yeah. Let's... An expert. Yeah. We need that. Because now we've shared all that we've learned. And I hope that was valuable. But definitely to have more info could be really, really cool. Yeah. Okay. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Bye. Har du ett enkelt personföretag eller en liten bedrift? Då är er du sikkert lei av att höra mig snacka om hur enkelt det är er med kvitteringar och bilag i fiken. Så vi ger oss här vi, för vi liker enkelt. Fiken, superenkelt redskap.